United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Do you hear it? No, can you do it without burping though? No. Actually, I have been carbonated seeing... enough. It is. I might actually. I'm feeling it gurgle. For but, uh, context, Noel just chugged a bunch of root beer, and I was hoping that she would have like a meltdown, but I, she's not. It's diet root beer. I think it might be different. Um, That's gross. Zero, zero cows, baby. No way. I'll die on this hill. Um, zero calorie root beer is one of the and um, what diet Mountain Dew are the two diet drinks that don't taste like aspartame and taste as close to the originals as possible. And I'll die on that hill. I'll die on It is what it is. You don't have to like it. You're going to die alone on that hill because I'm not coming with you. Well, fucking good because, like, I'm so sick of sharing space with anyone. And I (laughs) I will say this won't work for you because it's not vegan. But if you get the non-fat Cheez-Its, they make up for the non-fat, you know, Flacking flavor with more salt. So if you want a real salty snack, get the non-fat Cheez-Its because they still taste oh. cheesy enough. There Sorry. it is. Um, but yeah, they are covered in salt, which I love. Um, so, have you heard about... Uh, hey, what's up? My name's Noelle. And apparently if you buy the sugar-free gummy bears, you'll shit your yeah! fucking pants for like seven We days. need to try it because we've been having... We got issues, the both of us, with our gastrointestinal issues. We should try yeah. it. Also, I'm Chelsea. I'm... Mm? that's it that's it you know what i have been wanting to try i don't know if you've seen it on tiktok there's a girl who tried to chug a sprite without burping that's what i was thinking about and uh uh, everyone's been doing it and i was watching these two girls i think they're british and they start looking like they're gonna puke like they're looking not well i i don't know I drink Sprite so much, and baby, I drink that McDonald's Sprite dog because McDonald's is right in front of my fucking apartment. I just walk yeah. up there, beep, get my little $1 McDonald's Sprite. You know that shit's made with 95% electricity. So I have a feeling I could do the Chug Sprite challenge just because I've been doing it. Like, it's not new to me. I Chug Sprite all the time. That might be good Patreon content where you and I, we can get dolled up because I know we're both too ugly to appear in our natural forms. Um, Let's keep the lights off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to ch- we're going to be backlit so that you don't see our faces. Um, mm-hmm. and we're going to chug I'm going to chug just a a Vizzy and see if we can not burp. That could be good Patreon yeah, content. I'll, do. I'll definitely chug a spray. I I feel confident about it. But I was watching these two girls and then the one who looks like she's about to puke lets out a burp that sounds like a demon possession. I think I liked it. I'll go find it. It was honestly one of the most impressive things in the world. I've never heard anything like it. It was like music to my ears. I had um, a moment where I pro- I got like real sick. I got like food poisoning or something and I projectile vomited all over my parents' bathroom. And that's the story of when I palmed my mom's face and I was like, wake up and help me. Yeah, um, you got And then to. when I went to bed, I had like a 40 second burp. And no one was around to hear it, but I swear, <laughs> man, I was like, Bleh. and it just kept going. It sounded like a didgeridoo. <laughs> it was so impressive, but oh man, oh, and I really wish that somebody could have seen it. My mom was too busy waking up before she went to work at five a.m. to clean up my bullshit. Um, yeah, ooh, it was such a good burp, but I keep it alive in here, my heart. I mean. I hope the next time you have a 40-second burp, I'm around. I hope someone's around. Then I can finally die happy. That's the only reason I haven't, like, kicked myself off yet, because I know that I have this power within me, but damn it, I have to share it with the world. You do. It's And I'm not really a burper like my, any other burp. I'm like, Bleh. Like, it's just, yeah. a, it's like a little frog croak yeah. at best. A frog got stepped on. Yeah, a little squeak. But uh, speaking of bodily fluids, what are we talking about today? Ooh, we are talking about some disappearances with a little spice on top. Ooh, I love that. Also, before we get into it, I am just now remembering um, my nail girl and friend, Amber, Mm -hmm. was like, hey, I'm going to send you all this information I have right now. You guys need to cover this before it, like, completely blows up because it's news that's happening in Ireland and it's about to get... 
is about to come to Utah because the person is being extradited to Utah to be charged for their crimes. Oh my god. Is it leprechauns? I mean, is this about Lucky Charms making everyone shit their pants lately? (laughs) He kind of looks like a leprechaun. Um, Basically, her husband, one of his old roommates, is a serial fraudster and assaulter. Oh, okay. Doing it across the United States and then took off to Ireland, faked his own death. Pretended to be a mourning wife that he never had um, to make people give glowing statements about him for his obituary, which was a memorial page that he created and ran for himself. Um, and, And now he goes by the name Arthur Knight. Oh, that's fucking clever. You can tell it's a fake name, though. Yeah, I know. Um, He went by, like, Nick always in the United States, just, like, different versions of the last name, but then changed it all together when he went to Scotland. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, serial fraudster and serial assaulter. Okay. Um, We'll cover it. fucking finally tracked him down in Scotland, going by Arthur Knight with truly one of the worst accents I've ever heard. And he is trying to, like, cover himself from media so he looks like he's a fucking guantanamo like oh no just like a, a sack over his literally head. a sack over his head in a wheelchair um yeah i he, need a wheelchair well because he had covid um in 2021 and almost died for real actually this time not the time oh, he shit. faked his death or the time that he said that he had cancer but he actually it weakened him um yeah it got him so he's in a wheelchair with a he wears like an oxygen thing but I don't think it's real. I think like I think he did have COVID, but I think that the wheelchair and the oxygen thing are fake because uh, the oxygen mask is just like a it's it's one of those ones. Cups. No, <laughs> I'm so it's the ones cup. that just go around your face and it like has a bag attached to it, so it just like he looks like a Batman villain. Dude, that's what they like put on people. Yeah, that's like what falls out of it. He probably stole it from an airplane, you know, like the yeah, it looks like in. the airplane. It's like mask. it's like don't worry if your bag doesn't inflate, airflow is still happening. Yeah, he just looks, took it off an airplane. It literally looks like that. And so he has like two super identifiable tattoos on his arms. And when he was getting interviewed, they were like, "Show us your arm," and he was like. I'm I'm so, I'm let me give the worst accent. He's like, He's like oh, I can't. I'm, I'm just so weak. I can't say. <laughs> Sounds like Mick Jagger. Oh, I can't. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm from Cockney. Literally. For some and when they were interviewing him this time, he I'm yeah. not lying to you. I'll send it to you. Looks like the fucking Invisible Man. He's wrapped up <laughs> with a top hat on, <laughs> like looking like Undertaker, and like fully covered in like a bow tie. So he literally looks like the yeah. Invisible. Fucking man! What a and super like, villain! And they're just literally, and he's in like a wheelchair that looks like it's from 1902. <laughs> like it looks yeah, like it's made of fucking it. wood. He found it at Goodwill for sure, <laughs> like straight up. So he's in that with his fucking airplane oxygen mask, and they're like, they're just like casually sitting next to him. They're like, so because he's trying to say he's not Nick the scammer. He's like, yeah, I'm off the night. <laughs> like, oh, I enjoy tea and potatoes. <laughs> Oh, no, you're not. And he's like, oh, I can't believe you'd say that. And he's like, he, what, did he, what did he say in the interview? He was like, this is a disgrace to my name. Um, and the funny part is, from what I gather, I don't even think that they pinned it on a man named Arthur Knight in Ireland yet. He just, like, heard that, like, Finally, in the United States, they'd figured out Nick, the scammer from Utah, was Nick, the scammer from Rhode Island, and they were all coming together to like figure out, like you know, and and, and then he just he, told on himself. Yeah, and then he calls into a fucking news station. He's like, "Idiot, it's crazy that they say I'm Nick, the scammer," and they're like, "Who are you?" Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "Let me give you my address." Yeah, like literally, literally. So, what a dummy. Um, dude, you're off the grid. Just stay quiet. I, I, but like, that's the thing is like, this dude is such a narcissist that like, he has the reason why he run ran state to state before he went overseas was because he couldn't like handle not being like 
in the spotlight or getting attention in some way, shape, or form. Um, because the thing about it is, and probably the reason why he was able to even get to um, Ireland is like, I think he can, he's not just a fraudster frauding people. I think he knows how to make fraudulent documents. Yeah. So like he can go off the grid and just poof, disappear. But he's so obsessed with himself that like, Dude. when he had to go poof, disappear from Rhode Island after like, creating um a fake controversy about being like fucking molested or something like it had never happened and he called all of these like senators and congress people and whatever um like, like you gotta look he, into this fucking guy yeah like after he like blew that shit up he and he was like hiding to not get charged he couldn't like help like he couldn't be silent so he literally that's when he decided to fake having cancer and then fake his own death and then reach out to those same Congress people pretending to be his wife in email asking for these statements about how great this dude was. And every time they tried to have a funeral, like it was canceled because it was like not real. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So we'll have to cover him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Send me the info. Yeah. Arthur Knight. Um, But uh, so her husband was being interviewed by a detective because they need him to help identify Nicholas Scammer, a.k.a. all the night. <laughs> um, and the detective literally said to him, like, you'll have to keep me updated on who ends up playing you in the Netflix series. Oh, I hope it's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, super fucking crazy. We'll have to keep an eye on it. And uh, yeah, just... Watch watch out for that story to come. But uh, everyone, it's big overseas right now. And I have a feeling when he makes it back to Utah, because they just started doing the rounds of interviewing people in Utah um, as of last week. I think oh. it'll blow up here, too. How crazy. I know it. So there's everyone's inside scoop. We'll cover it uh, maybe even next week. There's enough information yeah, from why not? Scotland or from the, yeah from Ireland, I mean. Um, so fun. Yeah. It's just nice to see people getting out of their hometowns, you know, (laughs) you know what they say about people from Utah is that they always end up coming back even after they leave. I've never left. (laughs) It's true. Oh man. Well, let's talk about people who do leave. Let's do that. And come back. What a segue. So we have talked about disappearances before from UFO. The missing 411. Oh, we're going to dive into that so hard. I can't get away from missing 411. That's like my first love. Like it's always comes back into my heart, you know? Um, but yeah, like from UFO abductions to portal blips to people getting got got by the fae folk. Um, we just can't get enough of a good missing person case, especially when it dips its toe into the inexplicable. And most of these cases get solved pretty quickly. Um, for example, the worldpopulationreview.com reports that in, quote, 2012, there were 661,000 missing person cases reported, and more than 659,000 of them were resolved within a year. Additionally, researchers say that the number of missing person cases has declined over the past decade, as better communication has made it easier to keep in touch with and track persons. Still, more than 17,000 missing person cases and 13,000 unidentified body cases remain open in the United States. And I know we reference missing 411 a lot. And, you know, I tried to find the episode where we talk about missing 411. And, and I went, that's missing, too. <laughs> dude, I couldn't fucking find it. I went all the way back to, like, the Marvel fake the moon landing, which I think was, like, the first episode that you and I did, um, just you and me, which was in 2019. I don't want to think about time. Um, also, we're historically very bad at actually putting in the description of the fuck we talked about, so that could Dude, also be the problem. I was looking at some of them, and it was like Taco Bell Wi-Fi. I'm like, what is this? And then I look at like the description, and it's like totally different. Like, were we on drugs? I think so. Okay. I think the, the brain damage really popped out back then. Yeah, we just, oh man. Um, but they were fun. So if anyone knows what, what the missing 411 episode was, they um, sure don't. This actually no, came up in the Discord where someone was like, do you guys remember what episode they talked about this? And I was like, brother, your guess is as good as mine. Well, it's a little <laughs> It was easier. about Antarctica. It was about, they were oh. like, when does Chelsea start Antarctica? And I was like, trying Always. to find the beginning of that fucking hole? Good luck. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's luck. a spider web woven into every episode. Like It's like the Superman appearance in Seinfeld, but it's Antarctica's in every episode. Yeah. Um, I can't find anything like unless it's 
stuff where we actually started keeping our notes in one consolidated spot, I have no access. Like, yeah, no, no idea. It's um, between Beyonce's internet and everyone else who figures it out. Yeah, it has nothing to do um, with me. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go to Rome and light a candle about that one because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Straight up. Um, but so I tried to find our missing for one episode two, couldn't fucking find it. Um, but essentially, here's what constitutes real quick one rundown of what makes a missing 411 profile. Um, it's if the body is found, it's in an area that has been searched before. They're typically missing clothing. The person tends to be retrieved near a body of water. They tend to be in areas with highly concentrated boulders or granite deposits. And weather-related phenomenon after the disappearance occurs pops up. Um, the missing clothing thing, I wanted to be very careful about highlighting this because I know sometimes, like hypothermia, people take their clothes off. The clothing is tends to be found like just neatly folded next to them, even in like the best weather conditions. For some reason, they just take clothes off, they sit there and die. Love to see it. Wish I had the strength. Maybe I'll <laughs> edit mean, that out. <laughs> no, leave it. Leave it. Okay. The truth hurts sometimes. Um, but let's focus on that first point, that if a body is found, it's in an area that has been searched before. So the significance of this is that bodies are in areas that are easy to overlook. In fact, they tend to be in spots where there are trails, high foot, tra- high foot traffic, and no impediments to visibility. And the concept of these reappearances is what makes some of these missing persons cases so fascinating. It's the high strangeness type of episode tonight, y'all, where we are looking into some of the strangest cases of people who blipped back onto the radar just as suddenly as they were plucked from it. And I want to say I'm so jealous. So I know we have Skinwalker Ranch, but none of us are allowed to go there, so it's dead to me. No, um, yeah. That's why I kind of want to get like my monster PhD, my cryptid PhD, so that they'll let me go. Um, yeah, we have that'll nothing. do it. That'll we be the thing that does here. it. We have the spiral jetty, and that's not even... That was man-made. Yeah, it's man-made. That's like the it's other thing. It's by a guy who like, did too many mushrooms, and he was yeah. like, I've got an idea with some rocks. And we used to have K's Cross, but they knocked it down. So like, what do we have? We have nothing. Um, you know, Zach, Zach Bacon was just here. He was looking at something recently. You know what? I know. So they did an episode of the like nunnery that's up in Logan, and they're like, these kids got tied up. And it's like, Oliver knows the kid. He like parties with him. He has his phone number. Is he okay? Did he get tied up? Yeah, he got tied up, and then these people like put a gun in their face and everything. It was like a whole ordeal because they went up there because to investigate ghosts, you know, and then actual human beings attacked them. Uh, <laughs> I thought this had to do with the nuns. I was like, well, damn, Catholic yeah. school be fucking crazy. Well, it's like an old nunnery. <laughs> yeah, it's an old nunnery. Oh, so these I was kids- putting this timeline. No. I was no. like. I was like, oh my god, this is why like nuns and BDSM go like they cross together in like the holy trinity of like no. fetish. I was like, it makes sense. The children were tied up at the Catholic Church. And no. then you're saying, no, fucking 50 years later, nunnery is abandoned and yes. um, actual people who were yeah. board college kids, it, board um, local college kids. Kidnapped Went up there. and uh, yes. Why was Zach Bagan's fucking like? Ha- that's not haunted. Well, an they, assault it, happened. It is haunted, right? So it is haunted. Um, they're like, oh, one of the nuns got pregnant by nefarious means, and then they forced her to either have an abortion or like a stillbirth or something. You know, what does nefarious means mean? Does that mean the devil? No, like rape. Oh, fucking oh. you! Where are you today? <laughs> you're, where are you today? <laughs> well, if, well, you again put yourself in my position. Yeah, you're we're being, talking okay. about we're talking about nuns and Catholicism, okay. and then a no, nurse a gets nun, pregnant. Yeah, and a, a nun did not get way. pregnant by the devil. She got pregnant okay. by a human man. Well, that's probably worse, against. Her I will. think. I think so, that's worse than the devil. Getting pregnant by a human man. Yeah. Yeah. My personal hell. To be I honest. I would say. Honestly. But, so there there are ghost stories or they're like, there's a real negative energy there. So Zach Baggins goes there and then he hears the story about these kids who got fucking tied up and had guns held to their head overnight and he interviews them during Why? the course of his ghost investigation. Yeah, what the fuck does that have to God? Sometimes he really stretches also. Well, you know how he does that thing where he's like, suddenly I am taken over by a force. Watch me lunge. And then it shows him like 
<clears throat> and he flexes real hard and he's like, yeah. I don't know why I do this. It was like very much that. He's like a negative force here. Those are low-key my favorite. God, there's that one clip where he, he turns to Aaron and he's like, I just want to slit your throat right now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes no. absolutely fucking unhinged. No. That's um, what Oliver falls asleep to at night. So like he dude, falls asleep within seconds. And then I, you just, yeah, it's a sweet lullaby. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, Zach Biggins. It's like um, there are things in this world that will never understand, understand. Like the most <laughs> terrible <laughs> opening ever. <laughs> the shittiest fucking edits, dude. They use the fucking, the same like green hue and font as the like don't pirate music ads. That yeah, like fucking goosebump books from the 90s. Like with the like, world's like Cut Literally. and paste Photoshop. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Uh, in scarier news, you know that he's engaged to Holly Madison, the former playmate? Dude, he did. I had no idea, but he did do an episode at her house. I wonder if that's how they met. But they never talked about this. This is it. Involved. Okay, I found it. Um, Whitmore Mansion in Utah. Whitmore Mansion. Do you know about her? No. Does that look familiar to you? Does this mansion look familiar to you? No. It looks like any Victorian house. Is this the is this the bed and breakfast with the theme rooms? I don't know. <laughs> Do I look like I go to a bed and breakfast in my own state? I mean, I think we maybe should. It looks kind of tight. We're Actually, cool. we should. I've been wanting to do more things now that uh, it's in Nephi. Just kidding. I don't want to go there. No, it's in uh, Nephi. Nephi um, and Lehi, Vernal. These are all the worst places in the world. Specifically, it's got a four point two rating though. Okay, we can go. Oh, it's um, cute. Anyway, apparently it's haunted. Sick, <laughs> or maybe just some young teenagers were tied just up. Tied up by actual deranged by, <laughs> by actual alive deranged um, people. Um, anyway, speaking of ghosts and disappearance, back to the forum. Anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm jealous that we don't have anything fun going on here other than That's where this human. came from. <laughs> crime, yeah. We go to the but, Whitmore Mansion in Nephi and the actual haunting is Nephi, the whole yeah, city of Nephi. The haunting are all of the um, Warren Jeffs followers that still live there. The Warren Jeffs followers and girl boss gig gatekeep gaslight the mlms yeah the mlm mommies are out there you're either married to a man who has many other wives or you're slinging doTERRA there's honestly pick your cult that's what they say they say pick your cult pyramid scheme mlm warren jeffs i can't imagine a worse hell they both are terrible (laughs) um but then okay but so that's our that we got nothing going on here um yeah but I get jealous. Like I look at like shit on the East Coast. Like I know Michigan's not on the East Coast, but I look at stuff over there, so to speak. And they have so much fun stuff. Like Virginia, the Virginias mm-hmm. have like every cryptid in the United States, and I'm frankly sick of them hogging them all. Yeah, and as we know, the Appalachia, yeah, scary, terrifying. Even yeah, even the people there are scary. Or yeah, so I just hear. Overall, Don't come after yeah. me because I cannot defend myself. <laughs> Rumor has it. Yeah. You know they won't get on a plane. They were fine. They don't listen to podcasts. It's no, okay. they don't know how to turn on a phone. Yeah, they haven't had. They don't run electricity up there Mm-mm, to them no folk. Um, so I'm just gonna say that if anyone like spots a cryptid or experiences like a loss of time, crazy thing, like I'm gonna come sleep on your couch. So long as you don't have cats. That's weird. Yeah, she. I have standards. She's not afraid of the cryptid killing her. She's um afraid of the very real reality that the cat dander will take her out in the yeah. night. Um, but what we're, yeah, dude, cat dander is like the white man of allergies where it's like the most dangerous allergy that will likely kill me. You know, it's like the kitchen of my body. Like most accidents happen in the kitchen. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Barely. (laughs) It's like, no, like most accidents occur in the kitchen or in the bathroom. I didn't know that. It's like the familiarity or it's like most traffic accidents occur within 30 miles of home. Okay, I can. The cats I are it. my traffic accident. They're the most dangerous, and they are so close. I to thought you were time. before I picked up that you were saying like because white men are the most dangerous. I just thought you were saying like a cat allergy is the most white of allergies, and then I was going to say no, peanut is, but also yes to what you said as well. We're on two different wavelengths today, man. I know it, man. I think there's something it's clogging my third eye. <laughs> <laughs> 
the alignment's <laughs> off. You're going to need another colonoscopy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, wish it, it on me. I'm still going it. it off. Yeah. No, I that, wouldn't. That third eye has been cleaned, baby. You saw. <laughs> um, yeah, Everyone on Patreon saw it, too. That shit's looking um, fine. I'm fine if it all says on the I will say I saw that picture of, like, your colon with the happy face on it saved in my phone. But I forget that it's there. So I'll be scrolling for, like, a picture that I need. And then all of a sudden, it's just your cleaned out colon with a little emoji on it. It gets me every time. I'm just like, looks good. Yeah, we should make it into like one of those office motivational posters because that's what it looks like to me. I feel very motivated when I look at it. That's actually the image we're going to use to Photoshop over Phil's eyes for the Pantera episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, hey, what a tangent, man. I know. Um, Also, Cora is snoring so loud, so I'm going to keep myself on mute until I need to speak. Oh, I can't hear her. I'm leaving myself to cough. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave it then. Uh, She's just being so fucking loud to me. No, I don't hear her. But if you don't hear this one. Um, Hold on. Where am I? Can you hear that? What I'm I'm referring to uh, here is the Michigan is that Michigan has a whole ass Bermuda Triangle situation going on where extremely strange cases of disappearances have been going on all the way to, like, as far as we know, 10,000 years ago. What the fuck was anyone doing 10,000 years ago in Michigan? Disappearing. Wasn't... There were were people in Michigan 10,000 years ago? Were we still in Pangea back then? Not 10,000 years ago, but we were still, like, very early humans, like, proto culture i think okay i'm just gonna um, go along with your timeline so not adding up for me but i'm not gonna question it well we'll go into it a little later okay but there are some cases that are much more recent um so you don't have to, we don't have to break our brain too hard on too much history um Thank that you. have come out of the area of people who disappeared never to be seen again so i want to do a quick rundown of those um and then we'll jump into the main case we're going to talk about so from historydaily.org no, I don't long. have my fucking second monitor. Oh, so you're you you were, things up. Oh, I told you I'm fucking handicapped. I had one fucking website with all this information on it, and I was so Pavlov dog about you researching <laughs> things that I went and pulled dot orgs, and I like went and pulled reputable websites, and it was all a fucking waste. Look at that! Look at though you were Pavlov's dog because now it works. Now you know. Now you know no. we need real sources. All I did was take source from my sketchy website and then paste it into Bing and found a different website with the exact same information. It took me minutes longer to research than it normally would. Well, have. I'm glad, and I'm also upset that I don't have a second monitor today, so I can't fact check you. Yeah. Well, from HistoryDaily.org, should you try to fact check in the future. Um, the Thomas Hune comes in first on our list in 1891, where the Schooner set sail on Lake Michigan with a load of lumber never to be seen again. All crewmen, including the captain, were never found. And modern searches were done for the ship, but there was no debris and no sign of it has ever been recovered between 1891 to now. Next, we have the Rosa Bell, a boat which departed from Lake Michigan with 11 passengers all belonging to the same church in 1921. Days later, the boat was found floating upside down with no signs of anyone on board. Researchers theorized that it could have collided with another boat, but no records of any other boats having been in the area were ever documented and no debris was ever found. The weather is fine. And nothing that could have caused a boat to flip, turn upside down was ever found. So slap that, Jada. Um, <laughs> geez, nice reference there. Thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate that because that answers my next question was like, a boat goes missing on the ocean or on, as we know, the Great Lakes are fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. Similarly to, to the ocean, I'm like not that, I'm not that shocked. I'm not that shocked about it. But if they're saying, like, it was a beautiful day, no big deal, then yeah, okay. A little weird, right? Are they going to say it's a, is it Kraken or, or is it an alien? Well, if a boat flips upside, like, if a boat sinks, like, yeah, obviously you're all fucked. But if the boat's just upside down, like, you would assume that maybe a survivor could cling to the top of it, you know? Like, yeah. something. Like, I know that they're huge, like, the lakes are huge, but it's not, like, similar to getting lost in the ocean you know what i mean it kind of is have you not seen like the documentaries about the fucking great lakes and how terrifying they are well i know that they're big 
But it's well, also they, like, like they'll f- have weather patterns on them that are similar to like weather severe weather patterns in in the ocean that would like cause your shit to fucking capsize. There are so many like ship related catastrophes in the Great Lakes because of that. Yeah, but I'll have to send you some docs because some scary. of these. Yeah, but when you don't have any explanation for it, that's what makes it weird, right? Yeah. All right. Well, this one, this next one, affected me greatly because it involves an airplane. Noel. Oh, great. So please Here we be go. kind to me. All of the the past like fucking thirteen months we've been working on you getting on yeah. planes is also the toilet. Um shout out to Slayer who reached out, one of our listeners, and scolded me heavily on Facebook for taking a Xanax and wine when I flew to Arizona because she's um basic basic I'm just assuming a doctorate in um pharmace- pharmaceuticals. Like that's You're not supposed job. to take a Xanax and drink wine? No, you can't mix Xanax with alcohol. What? It can, yeah, it will like, it can kill you. If you take that much Xanax and mix it with that much alcohol, yes, it is dangerous. Wow. This is like when I, this is like when I found out you shouldn't do Coke and Adderall at the same time. No, this is like when you found out that you shouldn't bring like an extension cord into the bathtub, you fucking idiot. I still can't (laughs) believe you. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, I was like, oh, I was, well, at first I was like, I haven't done that in ages. I'm like, I did that recently, actually, when I went to Tombstone and I'm planning on doing it when I have to go to Montana. So honestly, I didn't know I'll that do was my a best. problem. Yeah. I guess we'll all go out like John Belushi. It's fine. Um, so on June 23rd, 1915, <laughs> <laughs> flight 2501 departed LaGuardia Airport in New York City. It was on its way to Seattle, Washington. When they crossed over Lake Michigan, the pilot contacted control and requested permission to descend to 2,500 feet. Then nothing. Like, the plane simply disappeared from radar screens. And the lake was combed and searched for by divers, ships, airplanes. They even radar scanned the whole thing. And they didn't find one single scrap of evidence that that plane ever even existed. Um, But interestingly enough... Two hours after the plane disappeared, two officers who were, like, in the area helping with the search reported strange red lights hovering over Lake Michigan. And they documented that to their dispatch for 10 minutes before they quickly blipped off and disappeared suddenly as they had appeared. Hmm. Weird, right? Oh, yes, but also, as we know, historically... um I mean, we can't even find missing. an airplane now. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna say, planes go missing. We don't fucking know. We're just like, mm, this crazy fellow, this guy. Yeah, whatever happened to that Malaysian flight, we'll fucking never know, dude. As far as I'm concerned, that Malaysian flight was the was actually how Lost started. First season of Lost. That's oh my god, it. it's like a mixture between Tenet, where like everything's traveling back in time, mm-hmm. and then Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I do think it's weird, though, that, like, they had radio control and they didn't report anything was wrong. They just asked if they could descend and then they were gone. Weird, man. Yeah. I mean, also, you would think if it crashed into Lake Michigan that, like, anything, the fact that they had search out, like, two hours after it happened, like, they would have seen something floating, right? Like, it wouldn't have just gone, like, plop into the lake, right? I mean. Or they would have found it on radar. I they mean, knew where it was over Lake Michigan, like, when it turned off. I'm looking to the history of missing planes that we've seen, and baby, it's not looking good. All right. So. Well, that's fair. I'm not going to argue on what yeah, we're talking I, about. I just don't even know if they're looking really at this point. You know what? Like, the plane went down. What are you hoping to find? That's, I mean, bodies. That's why, no, you're not even finding bodies at that point. You're finding like a cavity at best. Oh, that is true. It's the water, it's the watermelon off of a fucking. Yeah. Building effect. Just let me go down there with a metal detector. I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll go. We'll um, save up our Patreon money. And we'll go to Michigan so that you can take your metal detector there. And then we'll blow yeah, the I'll figure off it this out, whole you guys. thing. I'll figure it out. Um, but one thing I really want to talk about is Stephen Kubaki. Um, old Steve was a 23-year-old college student who let his, families and, or his family and friends know that he was going skiing near Lake Michigan and he has the strangest experience of all. So on February 20th, 1978, he set out on his cross-country skiing trip in Saugatuck, Michigan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. 
Um, Steve was no newbie when it came to the area and had been skiing there many times. So it's understandable that his family really thought nothing of his trip out and about. And he essentially was just going out to get some fresh air. Yeah. The next day, he hadn't come home yet, though. And this was still the messed up times where the police were like, maybe they hitchhiked out about it. You know, like they just yeah. kind of disappeared, like dismissed everything. Um, but lucky for Steve, a group of snowmobilers in the area saw some lone cross-country skis in the middle of like where they were out and about. And they did contact the police because they were aware that somebody had gone missing before in the area. So really got lucky on that one. So the police quickly put two and two together with Stephen's disappearance and the discovery of his skis. And when they got to the area, two very strange things happened. So first they approached Stephen's skis and did a really quick search of the surrounding area. They documented and photographed the scene before retrieving the skis for evidence. But strangely, as soon as they had completed their search, just to make sure that like he wasn't near them or had walked off somewhere, they discovered that Stephen's backpack had suddenly appeared next to the skis. No footprints that were that were already accounted for could be explained away, and no witnesses, i.e. the cops, could account for where the backpack had come from. Secondly, they located Stephen's footprints and traced his steps for 200 yards in the snow, where they abruptly ended at the end of an ice-covered Lake Michigan. It seemed like a pretty cut-and-dry case of a man getting in over his head with Mother Nature and succumbing to the environment. And in this scenario, they assumed that he got hypothermia, got disoriented, and ended up drowning in the lake. People did point out, though, that the ice wasn't broken, it wasn't disturbed, and that just indicated, like, Stephen didn't even go on the lake. Like, mm. he walked up to the ice, and then his footprints were simply gone. Um, but the police respectfully told them to go fuck themselves, and the case was closed. Oh, yeah, as that happens, as it's they fun. do. It's fun, yeah. Like, whatever. Um, his family mourned the loss of Stephen, and they all moved on with their lives. In the next 15 months of Stephen's disappearance, were probably filled with a lot of pain and regret. Like, losing a loved one so suddenly certainly never goes away. And the idea of not really knowing why or how they died had to have been a very heavy burden for the Buk- I almost just said the Bukaki family. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Kubaki. Nice save there, yeah. dude. Nice fucking save there. Burden next to, I almost said it again. Burden next to Kubaki is a messing with my brain. Bukaki. A, a very heavy. Fuck. I'm gonna say this sentence. A just very say it. just let it heavy out. burden for the Kubaki family to bear. There you go. Set myself up for failure on that one. You really did. Um, Well, let's get the hell out of that area because it's obviously cursed. So let's take a quick hop, skip, and a jump from Saugatuck, Michigan to Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And if you're a victim of public school like Noelle and I. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know my geography. I had to look it up, like, where they were in relation to each other. I think they Um, look like this, right? Michigan's here and then Massachusetts here. It's more like this. Wait. Yeah, they're more I'm doing like next that. to each other. No, you went down a little bit. Linear? They're linear? Pittsfield and Saugatuck, yeah. Or essentially like a sh- pretty much a straight wow. cross. Um, I but gotta get a globe or something. <laughs> well, gotta get a flat earth globe, man. Just make it more fun. Um, get out of here. So they're about 739 miles away from each other. About like a three hour, 40 minute plane um, plane ride. So, on a cool summer day of May 5th, 1979, 15 months later, a man awoke in a field with no idea of how he had gotten there. His clothes were very strange to him, and he didn't really understand or think that that would be anything that he would wear. Even stranger, he had a satchel, and in 2022, we're just going to call it a man purse, Mm -hmm. um, full of maps that he didn't recognize. He was tired and confused and didn't realize he had been gone for a long time. With nothing but a slight headache holding him back, the man found his way back to his parents' house. And looking for the comfort of the familiar, he knocked on the door and let out a slightly relieved sigh when his father answered the door. He let himself in, like you do with your parents, Mm -hmm. giving his dad a quick hey as he set his purse down and sat on the couch. And the dad was a mix of joy and relief. Um, The man, who had suddenly appeared on his doorstep, was none other than his long-lost son, Stephen Kubaki. And once his parents had filled him in about how long he had been gone, they then contacted the police to inform them that Stephen had not drowned and had just mysteriously popped back up out of the blue. And obviously this took all the media by storm. And as they got their hands on the police reports, more and more information about Stephen's experience came out. 
first he stated he had no memory or any idea of how he could have been gone for so long and not be aware that he had been gone for so long. He was interviewed by psychologists who also determined that if something had happened to him, there was no indication of it. Stephen refused further help and did his best to stay out of the media, and he even refused lucrative interview deals and now has the world's most boring website biography located at stephenkubaki.com backslash bio. He doesn't mention his disappearance, only his accolades. He has a PhD what? in like linguistics. Yeah. Why wouldn't he do what? What? Do you want me to read you like the first sentence of his bio? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I it mentions nothing. I'm peace and love to him. Even if you had a PhD, the most interesting thing about you was still going to be that you disappeared and then popped back up in a field. It's not going to be that you went to school for a shit ton of time, my brother. Come on. Yeah, listen to this. Stephen R. Kubaki, PhD, is a believer in praxis, the old Greek word that denotes the making of real ideas and imagination through some form of action. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he received his bachelor's of, in German studies, a default major because he just happened to have enough credits. But in 1983, he earned a master's in linguistics. However, he found linguistics to be a bit too academic and yearned more for intense human-to-human interactions, subsequently enrolling in a PhD in clinical psychology at the University of New Mexico. During his stay there, he was awarded a Fulbright-Hayes Fellowship in the Department of Philosophy and Psychoanalysis at Frankfurt University in Germany. Blah, blah, blah. It's like all blah, of blah, his blah. I didn't yeah. disappear and then reappear 15 months yeah, later he, in a field. Blah. He's the He served as the chair of the Department of Psychology at Bastyr University. Like, I always like to think of people who, like, go missing or, like, abducted and rebought back up as, like, are people of like the white trash sort. Um, yeah, the white trash variety, baby. They're somebody, outside yeah. looking at the stars through a tin can. Yeah, not somebody who goes on to have a doc, like multiple like academic accolades and it serves as like the head of a department of psychology. I honestly, I don't like that, first of all, because I think abductions should be reserved for the white trash. Um, no, I, think I, want ab- I think it's our right, truly. And if you're going to sit here and pretend like you're not white trash, I'm going to laugh in your fucking face, dog. Um, but, you know, I, I have hesitation for people who are not white trash to get abducted. And then this just further proves that that comes from a real place, that prejudice, because this is what happens when non-white trash people get abducted. They, they don't talk about it. They're fucking assholes about it. They're like, I don't yeah. want to speak on that matter. And you're like, bro... You got abducted. Tell me about it. In the face of our culture right now. That's what I'm saying. It's insulting. It is insulting. And also, like, he didn't interview or anything about it. Like, what a fucking cuck. Yeah. All the information we have is from, like, police reports and, like, media. And it's, it was like a media, it took the media by storm, you know. There's, like, tons of articles in there. And there's, like, pictures of him hugging his dad when he gets home. But he fucking lost 15 months of time woke up and like in all intents and purposes steven's experience was essentially he was skiing and then he woke up in a field instantaneously like (sighs) 15 months of lost time disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined yeah but what could we leave reviews on his website we should uh it's like i tried looking at other parts of his website he's like a blogger or something but a lot of his blogs are like it almost looks like ads it's like guess what i didn't do today get abducted (laughs) yeah day like 2000 of like denying people my story wow wow you know all it does for an academic he's really withholding educational information from us and i find that the most offensive yeah me too i maybe Let's write him a letter. I feel like okay. he's the type, if you write him a letter, he'll, he'll do reply it. back and just be like, respectfully, no. Respectfully? Go fuck yourself. No, he wouldn't. he's not the type of swear. If you look at him, he looks like a big old softy. Oh, I'll be looking. I'll be looking and I'll be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> he's the type of guy who has like a very short haircut, but with like bangs. What? <laughs> yeah, you know. He's got a bowl cut? Not a bowl cut. Like, a, like, like a K-pop? I don't even know. He doesn't have that type of haircut, but that he looks like, if I had to describe him, he's the type of guy with short hair with bangs. Okay, well, still There's not loving it. Okay. Um, 
So from ZMEScience.com, quote, and I want, I'm happy that I actually included this because I know that you're like, oh, well, they maybe sank and like we didn't find anything, which yeah. I'm sure, yeah, fine at the time. But quote, while scanning underneath the waters of Lake Michigan for shipwrecks, archaeologists found something more interesting than they bargained for. They discovered a boulder with prehistoric carvings of a mastodon, as well as a series of stones arranged in a Stonehenge-like manner. Underwater That's fucking sick. Yeah, cool, right? Underwater archaeologist, jealous, and professor at Northwestern Michigan, Mark Hawley, was especially surprised at the mastodon carving, contending that this animal had been extinct for 10,000 years at this point and could make for the Michigan Triangle's first recorded disappearance victim. The mastodon? Yeah, the mastodon. Because it wasn't in the, like, if it was in that area and it suddenly disappeared and we don't have evidence of it, it got fucking blipped into the Michigan Stonehenge. More interesting, though. Oh, are you trying to say that, like, the Michigan Stonehenge is like a teleportation time travel Something. Circle? It could be something. And then the people put, or like, or the Michigan Triangle was there and early humans were trying to, like, understand why shit was disappearing, especially the mastodon, and then, like, erected this monument to like talk about the disappearances but it's crazy because it's at like the bottom of lake michigan that's they, pretty sick and he also didn't find any evidence of the shipwrecks or like anything that we were talking about with modern technology they found other stuff like they did find shipwrecks you know where they're like oh this is the shipwreck these are the coordinates we have the information cool none of the other stuff was found damn yeah um in 1977 jay Gurley, a former pilot released a book called The Great Lakes Triangle. And in this book, Gurley states that, quote, the Great Lakes account for more unexplained disappearances per unit area than the Bermuda Triangle. And what makes this area, or what makes this statement so incredible is the size of the Bermuda Triangle is 16 times larger than the Great Lakes. So we have more saturated, fucked up stuff. I mean, that checks out, though. I'm telling you that you're underestimating the Great Lakes. I'm not underestimating the Great Lakes. I'm just saying that in comparison... The ocean is much bigger. I just feel like you're giving, you are giving a lot of like, it's not about size. It's about pure evil. And the pure I, evil lives in the Great What do you think this episode's about? It lives in the Great Lakes. Yeah, what, what do you I'm think saying. this episode's about? I know, but you're not giving me that vibe. You're really defending the ocean right now. And I I'm don't just saying like the ocean is, I'm just saying the ocean no. is bigger, my dude. You're being an ocean apologist and I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm so scared. I'm so scared to like wipe my face and adjust my microphone because I don't want you to yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You should fear me because I'm really upset with the fucking slander you've been throwing at the Great Lakes. Well, you know what? Like, but the ocean. (laughs) Fuck the ocean. (laughs) The ocean is bigger than the Great Lakes. Being bigger does not mean anything when pure evil lives in the Great Lakes. (laughs) That's just what it is. Yeah, concentrated evil. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I'm just saying well, fucking that. Fucking act like it then. So fucking act like you're it. You're not the one agreeing with the actual fact that the oceans are bigger than the Great Lakes. I'm not you've been, saying that the You've been fighting me for day fucking one about this and I'm about to lose my mind. I'm not saying that the ocean is smaller than the Great Lakes. I am saying when it comes to concentrated evil and power... The Great Lakes win, and that just is what it is. I agree. That's why we're doing an episode about it. <laughs> we're doing an episode about ocean disappearances. Nor will we ever. <laughs> well, you're like defending the ocean while we're sitting I'm not. I'm making a simple statement that the ocean is bigger. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it I'm, is so bigger. S- I'm so sick of you defending of the ocean. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to have to have like another fucking sticker more right like it's just gonna be like Michigan <laughs> is concentrated evil and then my sticker will say the ocean is bigger than <laughs> and in just no context if the ocean was so big it should get all the trash out of it <laughs> <laughs> that's sad noel i know just our kidding r.i.p the ocean for real pour one out for a real one <laughs> but don't pour it anywhere near a water source because no Contributing to the yeah. problem. Just um, pour water out. 
and pour it onto a plant, for Get, God's sake. Take just, your Brita filter outside and go pour water. Yeah, out. do something. Recycle, at least. Jesus yeah. Christ, y'all. Every, everyone make sure to <laughs> cut the little plastic containers that <laughs> yeah. hold an APEC. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want there to be any, like, hatred or disagreement between us, man. My heart can't take it. I'm glad <laughs> I we just, settled that. Michigan is definitely come. more evil, but the Thank ocean you. is bigger. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's like a Mio. You know what I mean? It's like this Mio here on my desk. This is Michigan. Yeah, concentrated but evil. this glass of water. One drop. Distributed. Yeah. Is the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. You just need to like stick with your, you know, stick with what you're saying. So <laughs> I've been, I, you'll never hear me saying, I don't want anyone to think that they will ever hear me say that the ocean is not bigger than Lake Michigan. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> <coughs> so it is hard to narrow down exactly what is going on with the Michigan Triangle, especially since people want to quickly dismiss that evidence gets lost beneath the surface and leave it at that. <laughs> Um, no response I have nothing to say to you right now okay so in the case of Steven he definitely shares some of the criteria for missing 411 events and isn't the only person to pop back up after being gone for some time Um, we do have other examples not from Michigan but this is just a fluff up the reappearance phenomenon which I am very obsessed with today so if we look in other areas such as Idaho we can Gross. see. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I was. I paused because I was going to say like Utah's armpit. Um, yeah, but it's like more like Utah's toupee. It's more like Utah's fucking merkin. <laughs> Utah's head lice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's exactly. Everyone's it. like, don't talk about Idaho that way. But like, the only people who say that are going to be people who are like in Idaho and haven't escaped it yet. Yeah, don't they have like a fucking Nazi compound up there? Y'all can shut the. I'm fuck sure up. they do, <laughs> dude. I swear, like. Isn't that how, like, the whole, like, Ruby Ridge shit started with the Nazi compound in Idaho? Probably. It sounds right at this point. No one look it up. I swear that, like, to get your driver's license in Idaho, they make you come down to Utah and go 65 in the fast lane. That's, like, like, how Idaho passes their driver's test. They've done it. Come on over. I'm like, why am I going 55 in this 80-mile-per-hour zone? And then you get up there, and it's just, like, an Idaho driver, and they look all mad at the world. Yeah. yeah, that is what it's it is, it, you know? That's what happens when you just eat potatoes. Well, we're not going to hark on potatoes today, but yeah. I I know uh, that you're a potato lover, but you know. You know what happens when a potato goes bad? Rots your brain. And my heart. Doesn't it, like, make arsenic or something? I think something bad does happen if you, like, lit. Yeah. Or is, like, it garlic. creates a poison. No, it's potatoes. Is it? I don't know, yeah. man. Um. So according to the lmtribune.com, search teams descended upon the area. Wait, did I even start the sentence? No, we stopped at Idaho. We see a case in Idaho where an 11-year-old boy named Casey Holiday disappeared into thin air while walking his dog on October 14, 1990. According to the lmtribune.com, search teams descended upon the area searching for Casey, and they even bring in, brought in dogs to help find a scent. What made the search difficult was the fact that a storm immediately developed after he went missing, which impacted the police's ability to find Casey. And they I thought you were going to say clues. the reason why it was hard was because it was investigators from Idaho who can't read past the third grade level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're weak and can't handle fog. Yeah. Um, but regardless, he was found a few days later with his dog. I just want to say the dog was fine. Good. Um, sitting in a creek bed that had already been searched. His shoes and socks were missing, but other than that, he was just a little confused and relatively unharmed. He had no memory of what had happened and was not aware that he had been missing overnight at all. Hmm. This one got me. <clears throat> this one fucking got me. Ready? Here we go. Another example is that a 53-year-old Linda Artiega, who on September 22, 2012, went for a hike with her brother in Arkansas. The two were gone for a while when Eddie eventually came home extremely confused, mentioning that he had dropped Linda off at a relative's house. Things didn't really add up, though, and people thought that Eddie may have been really disoriented or even suffered a head injury. So he looked into his claims and realized the terrible truth was that Linda was not at a relative's house. She was missing. After this point, it had been a few days, so 
The police were calling it a recovery mission. They expected to find a body. And according to the Oklahoman.com, they thought at this point that she had been dead. Yeah, I mean, anytime a husband is like... Is her brother. Oh, brother. Well, I can't blame him because I just want to blame husbands. Yeah, her husband was probably involved. I'll say we're going to pretend it's her husband for this. I'm going to say it was her husband, and he was like, oh, I dropped her off at a friend's house. And then that friend never existed, and he never did. Yeah. I'm like, let's just arrest him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's just get it over with. So his main story was that he dropped her off, but I read in, like, another source that he was saying that he got, like, really sick feeling. And as he walked was walking home, like, he didn't even take his car home, he saw her sitting on the porch of someone's house. And then he was like, yeah, I know them. And then he just kept walking home. And then he was like, yeah, I saw her. She was at like so-and-so's house. Like, she's fine. She's fine. But like the story also like kind of morphed that she was at a relative's or like he saw her at someone's house. But very weird. Like it was very weird from the jump. So the cops did a massive search for her. And yes, she was found again. But this her story doesn't make sense either. I have to call. Thank you for muting. No problem. So you see, Linda claimed that her brother had begun to act injured. So she left him on the trail and then she proceeded to go get help. And she eventually did find other hikers, but they would not acknowledge or interact with her. She thought that they were acting very strangely when boom, suddenly the search team descended upon her and she didn't know she had been missing for five days at all. In fact, after multiple interviews over the years, She has no explanation for what happened and still can't explain away and nobody else can explain away. The people that she saw watching her through the trees who she was calling out to thinking they were other hikers. They were in the trees? They were like in the woods, like just standing in the woods looking at her and she thought they were other hikers. And when she talked to them, they didn't interact with her. She's like, hello, how do I I get out of here? I thought this was going to be more of like a through the veil type of thing, as if she it was like sounds like it walking back on the trail, passing people, but they weren't seeing her and she was seeing them. You're making that's it seem exactly like what happened. Fucking demons in the trees. No, that's exactly what happened. Essentially, is she was seeing people while she was she didn't leave the trail. She was seeing people and they weren't talking to her and they were just staring at her like through the woods, like it's through the, the through winding the trail. Part that freaks me out, but yeah, that sounds that sounds like the whole you know like in between the veil. Yeah, mm, interesting. You know how like when we were saying like in other episodes, like if you think that you've been like put through the veil, you're supposed to like look through your knees and mm-hmm. like walk backwards. Walk backwards, baby. Maybe she would have gotten out. Yeah, maybe that was the worst sound in the world. Whatever you just said, <laughs> I put my spoon back in my cup. No, it's like something went around your mic. Oh, I think I hit my mic with the cup. Don't do it again, bitch. It's not- <laughs> like a thumb thumb. Oh, my God. We're missing the point with Linda. Isn't that fucking scary? That is like, scary. Oh, someone should have given her a hagstone. She would have gotten out of there quick. I, it's this shit that, like, scares me the most. Where Like, the lost time stuff. Because they're – and I read, like, maybe, like, 12 or 13 cases. And some of them seemed like – like, one of them was, like, a dad was – it sounded like they were kind of at a cabin or something, but like one of those cabins that you live in all the time and there's other people around Mm -hmm. like, and his little girl was like sitting on the wood watching him working. And he had like other people there. Like it was just like a regular day and he looks up and she's gone. So they start looking around for it and they call the police and the police come. And then the next day they are still searching and she's back on the log with no shoes on. And he's like, where the fuck did you go? And she's like, well, Mr. Wolf asked me to come play, but I decided to come right back. Like, she thought she had been gone for seconds. Huh. And, like, a little girl being in the woods overnight. Like, I think she was only, like, five or six. And there's so many stories of that where people are just, like, gone and then immediately come back. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was a little weird. Maybe I was gone for an hour or so. You want to know something crazy? There was, like, a panel of, um, like – big brain thinkers um, and they were talking about time travel and pretty much and like there were like mathematicians and like you know this just think tank yeah. and they were all under the consensus that like statistically mathematically that there could like it's not unreasonable to believe in time travel but they have essentially said that like 
time travel can only be moving forward. It's not moving backwards. And the only version of coming backwards is going forward enough and waiting for the past to meet up with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. So because it like makes sense if I think like, about time as like like crossing paths and not like linear. Well, and she like one of the um, one of the like professors was talking about it in relation to like a shape and like how you can like take a corner and like compress it onto the other corner and so you're technically like moving forward through time but by doing that you've changed the shape and flattened it so it creates like a new shape so that's that's how like the whole altering time like yeah. altering reality when you move forward in time because like yeah if you you can do this you can't go backwards you can only go forwards and if you do go forwards you've collapsed a, like essentially a reality and created something new it's like a wrinkle in time right they just they talk about taking a piece of paper and the only way to like get from point A to point B faster is to like crinkle the two edges together. Yeah. And it's like time is still there. Like it's still like in the paper that could like, you know, accordions in the middle, but now you're like fucking with the two points that are touching. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, but them basically saying like, if like time travel, yes, but you can only go forward, not back. Yeah. Interesting. And it, it feels like that makes the most sense when talking about like the the four on one reappearance cases because they've moved forward in time and then by the time they're found or they reappear where yeah. they were before has just caught up with them. So to them it's a it's five seconds, but to everyone left behind when the it was five days, you know? Yeah. That's so. wild. I know. Um, it's scary. That is scary. Dude, it's scary because it's like we've lost time. Like I've lost time before. Um, but not in this sense. Like I've lost like maybe a half hour. Yeah. Or like I literally blinked and I was home. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that um, happens all the time. Yeah, and it's like this stuff is like this is like life altering. Like you've you either find religion or you like eschew a re- religion after this. Like this is like a fundamental life changing experience. And I feel like it would more make me like try to understand science. Right. I think like if I fucking lost time to the point where I thought I was gone for five seconds, then I reappeared five days later, I would be more interested in like the, just like the, big brain concepts of like creation of the universe and like like you would go more Einstein with yeah it. exactly exactly but I still think that that would be like like a fundamental like belief system where it would change like would you you know what I mean like I don't yeah. feel like this is happening to like people who could understand it by any yeah means. um but it's scary as hell like we should do a panel on this actually um like on the missing 411 because I opened so many possibilities of like talking about like the strange and the, the weird. And honestly, like I think now that it's not comic con, it's fan X, like this stuff's absolutely perfect for like the conspiracy stuff, you know? Yeah. I'd say, um, well, let's get it fucking popping brother. Let's do it. I'll submit it right now. Um, but yeah, that's it. Like, we could go keep going with like all these different examples, but there's no explanation for how or why people go missing and then suddenly reappear. Like portals, maybe time travel, maybe aliens, maybe juries out. Like no solid theories. Yeah, I guess we'll never know unless it happens to us. Fingers <sighs> crossed. Fingers crossed. I would actually prefer the reverse, where to me it's five days, but in reality it's a second. That's like a free vacation. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be gone long enough that I, like, get fired. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it would have to be the reverse. So, for you, it's five days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in reality, it's five seconds. So, in reality, it would be more like you were gone for a lunch break, but in this alternative universe, you took five days off. That's nice. I like that. I love that. I would love that. It's just fun. It's nice, fun stuff. Good, clean fun, you know? Yeah. Harms no one, helps everyone. Yeah. Like... Maybe I want to lose time and go to Rome. Why not? Right? 
That's scary, though. I'm still scared. Um, this is why we have to be more aware of our location <laughs> and our friends' loot. Yeah, we just need to be more aware. This Dude, is we need why to get you like need GPS to stuff. Share. Well, I have I have your location. Do you still have mine? Yeah, I leave it on all the time. Yeah, just everyone, just make sure you have find my friends on. Um, you could take a little searchy. Do a little looky, make sure everyone's okay. Um, unrelated to lost time, I think it's just a good practice to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so smart because, like, I'm not doing anything where <laughs> I need to be worried about people seeing where I am because I'm usually home. Um, but yeah, it's just smart. And yeah. if you don't live your life in an honest way where you don't want people to know where you are, then you did fucking reevaluate. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm not trying to victim blame, but like we can't help you if you get kidnapped, if you're too busy being sketched out, but other people knowing your location. So figure your shit out, then you could be helped. Yeah. That's also, really like, what this episode was about the whole time. Yeah, Leave your that is. On, on your phone. Use find my friends. For real though, we were leaving a venue once and this girl was like, I lost my phone, but she had find my friends on and we were with one of her friends. So guess what we did? Yeah, track the shit fucking down. phone down and we found it. That's perfect. It was in a parking lot. It had fallen out of her pocket when she got into her Uber. So. It, it, that happens. Fine, um, my friends. And then you could do some real hood rat shit if your phone gets stolen and it gets taken to a location before they turn it off and you go find it and you show up at the door and you go, give me my fucking phone. Yeah, or you just like send the cops there. This person stole my phone. Yeah, it's cops may not do anything about it, but they may do something about it. Actually, don't send the cops. Just go get your phone and then do it yourself. The car on the bring, way a f- bring a few friends and bring a weapon and figure it out. Yeah. Um, our lawyer is informing us that this is all like <laughs> hypothetical. These are all jokes. Wink. Okay. <laughs> I can't see what we're doing, um, but it's real good winking. Speaking of things our lawyer is telling us. We're going to tell you to check out the Linktree bio in or the Linktree in any of our bios. Um, that will redirect you to the merch page, Kelly Holloran or Wildwood L at Etsy's page where you can get stickers or bandana. It'll show you where our Discord group or private Facebook group are, links to follow us and find us on all the social medias. Um, it'll Redirect you to places to listen to us, but again, I'm I don't know if like that's an issue for you right now since that's what you're doing right now, but like whatever peace <laughs> and love to you. Um, but most importantly, it'll get you to our Patreon. A dollar gets you in, new episodes every week. You sign an NDA. Don't fucking say anything you hear on there, you fucking narcs. Don't, don't, I swear to god, don't. I'll you fucking ugh, you can't see, but I just oh I just put my fist back. Ugh, I'm that's doing what I would do. Wait, what's the ghost adventure? I'm doing the Zach Baggins. Like, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing the Zach Baggins fucking flex on you, dog. Yeah, Imagine I've got big, thick rimmed glasses and a fully all the way to the top button buttoned up flannel, and I'm wearing Osiris's from 2003. Yeah, and I'm screaming at ghosts to fight me, but the ghost is you, and I'm in front of you, and I'm going, Ugh. and I'm like, oh, you just want to slit your throat so bad, Aaron. I want to oh. slit your fucking throat, and then you, you know, that's what happens. So. And then I go, I'm sorry, I was just, like, taken over by a demon. My bad, my B. My B. And I'm like, hey, Aaron, come over here. And he's like, no, man, you just want to slow (laughs) it down. It's fine, that energy has passed. Um, Really got egg on my face on that one. Um, Speaking of egg on my face, uh, I don't eat eggs because I'm vegan, but you know what I am? I'm a fan of Satan, so hail Satan. Uh, Hail GPS. That is a good hail as well. Hail GPS. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.